When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens pulled off a 24-16 win in London. Huge win after what happened in Pittsburgh. Garrett Downing and I are here in the back of a bus. I was just going to say, you're recording kind of, this one. You know, the lead here is the Ravens won the big game. Yeah, but but if if <laughs> the fans are listening, if subplot. the subplot is the scenery here, <laughs> where we're doing the podcast, which is the back of the bus from Tottenham Stadium to the airport. Yeah. This is our commitment this, to the listeners. This is why I can't go. I can't go 100 percent to be honest. I, mean, <laughs> I got to dial back a little bit because this is mildly awkward and embarrassing. Uh, the other part that's just set the scene is I'm wearing a lounge T-shirt because <laughs> I, I'm freezing my butt off and I have been the entire game. A, didn't realize it was an outdoor press box. B, packed my jacket, sweat, both jackets and a sweatshirt in my checked baggage. Just amateur hour. Yeah. Thank God the Ravens, it, they, they held up their end to the park. <laughs> it would be a long, cold, chilly flight home. <laughs> but, um... um so, you no, know, instead, yeah, so we're in the back of the bus, so, you know, <laughs> there might be some guests. Who knows? You know, Lamar might walk back and say, hey, guys, can I jump on the lounge real quick? Yeah, you know we were on bus eight, right? <laughs> That's the back of the bus line. Lamar's on bus one, we're back of, We're the back of the back bus. The back of the back bus. Yes. Exactly. Um, anyway, really, I mean, A, you know, we were both here in 2017 to come back to London and put on this kind of show, you know, it obviously wasn't the ideal show, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, for a second straight game, you feel like the Ravens could have blown out their opponent. Yeah. And they didn't, right? But it was a winning show that we put on for the Ravens flock, who, A, is from Europe and whatnot, the many international fans who came to this game and the ones who came across the pond from Baltimore. And, and honestly, like, just really cool to see that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people... Shout out to my guy Nacho from Spain who was dapping me up in the press box and like, man, this is, you know, I was like, sorry, we didn't score enough touchdowns for you. And he's like, dude, they won. Like, yeah. This was so much fun. This is great, you know. And, and so I, I was happy about that. Yeah, I think um, just to kind of set the stage for the week, it was, I thought, another great week. And a, and a we talked about this in some of the previous podcasts, but kind of a, a homecoming of sorts for Ravens fans, especially Ravens fans are in Europe who don't get to see this team very often yeah, and for sure. connected with uh, – it was awesome. You know, the live podcast that we did um, at the team pub and the chance to connect with fans all across the world was awesome. Um, and I think that this game, to be able to 
for these fans to be able to see this team in person and get a win, it was just an awesome culmination to a really good week. Yeah, I mean, what everybody told us all week long, whenever we talked to fans who were here in 2017, they were like, it was an amazing week, terrible game that I don't even want to remember again. Right. I put that out of my memory. And now, you know what? They can savor the memory of the whole week, yes. the entire experience. Yes. They can savor that one, and, that, and that's special. Um, you know, And I, I think from a, you know, I think it's also like beyond just the London thing from a current team thing, really big. I mean, I, I, yeah, the biggest thing 100%. to me is that the Ravens didn't let the disappointment of the Steelers game beat them twice. Yep. And, and it could have gone that way. Right? They had I that mean, potential. I mean, the Ravens come out of the gate. They're playing really well. They're not punching it in the end zone, but still playing really well. I mean, they had outgained the Titans like 240 yards to 60 or something at halftime. I mean, they were dominating the game. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, Derrick Henry gets a long run. They punch it in the end zone. Mark throws an interception. You know, what was a, a big lead narrows to five. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh, my God. This can't happen again, right? This can't happen. Yeah. Right. right. And for them to then tighten the butt, but, uh, belt buckle yep. and, and get that win done. And, and it wasn't just defensively. I mean, the offense made enough plays to get it done, too. Lamar rip, ripping that pass down the middle to Mark Andrews was a huge play in this game. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to then march down the field and get a field goal that was massive in, in giving you a, making a, a two-score game. Geno Stone with the interception was a huge play in this game that really turned the momentum. So to see the defense cranking up the pressure late in the game to mm-hmm. hold them out of the end zone, um, you know, those are all – you like to see this team kind of finish like that. They could have finished better with touchdowns. It could have been a little bit easier to breathe and not an onside kick situation. But um, still, they got the job done. Yeah, kind of the, the big storyline of the week was the London thing and coming out early and that decision yeah. and practicing here. That was the big story. But but secondarily, I think it was bouncing back from Pittsburgh. Yeah, and, for sure. And the, they the, had to. They like, had they, to. They had to. I, I wrote that this week. I thought the, the, the stakes were really high in this game. Yeah. Really high. Like, you're flying back across the pond with back-to-back losses, you know, one being against your rival Steelers. Like, that would have been – tough to swallow let's not even think about that yeah. we i'll tell you right now we wouldn't be doing the podcast right now on the bus oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> true that's very true <laughs> we would not be you but. would have to be wait a couple you have to wait a couple days for that podcast listeners. <laughs> nah, oh. we deliver we still deliver <laughs> but we wouldn't you know have the fish and chips be feeling good <laughs> you, know? Well, you know i i think i think too like just from from that the, a big talking point over the course of the week and the ravens actually had basically a team meeting where this was the discussion was finishing games. What do you yeah. need to do in order to finish games? And well, and for, kind of it was we're dicey. better than this, right? Like, yeah, we're better we than have this. the we have the components to be a really good team, but we need to we need to put it together. We need yep. to eliminate the mistakes. And and you did see, you know, it, we don't you you don't want to focus all on uh, on oh well they didn't score in the red zone and that was the problem, right? Well, like they eliminated a lot of the mistakes that killed them in Pittsburgh, right? You you didn't have nearly as as many turnovers. Uh-huh. You didn't have the drop balls. Yep, like. Kind of to what we said this week, it's not like they're going to all of a sudden become the perfect team, right? Like, it's hard to play a pitch a, a perfect game, right? But if you could eliminate half the mistakes, you're going to win games. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what we saw today, right? Yeah. Like, do you, do I, I still feel like certainly the ceiling is higher than what we saw today. And this offense at some point is going to kind of just put it all together and score 30, right? Like, that's, that's coming eventually, hopefully. Yeah. Right? But they eliminated a lot of the mistakes that can just kill you. And that was enough to, with this defense, you know, the way this defense is playing, to win the game. 
and they didn't beat themselves. Like yeah. that, that's basically, I, I think, what happened against the Colts. That's what happened against the Steelers. Yep. And oftentimes, that is what happens in the NFL. Yep. Good teams, or, or not good teams, can yep. beat themselves. And I do think that's what the Ravens did against the Steelers. But they didn't do that today. Like Justin Tucker, six for six. Like they were all pretty much chip shots by his standards. But he went out there and he just made them. You know, drilled yep. six field goals. They weren't turning the ball over. Um, to the level yeah, that they the, were in the previous the games. From Lamar. And so they didn't, they weren't like the procedural stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that really, the, the, they um, eliminated some of the drag that Tom Monk yes, about. Yes. Yes. And so I think that it was, it was sufficient. Um, and the red zone thing is, is yeah. perplexing. And because, you know, here we are four weeks into the season and everybody, including myself, is writing the story of like, wow, look at the Ravens' red zone offense. They're converting at an 80% clip. Right, and and now all of a sudden two games. Then the Ravens like, spent you know all that time reading your articles, your articles, patting them on the back. Are you giving me the big point right now? I'm giving the big point. Your articles, <laughs> crown of the champion in week four. That's what you were doing. <laughs> you're, you're ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and and then you have back to back games where you struggle in the in the red zone, and you know, I, I tend to say. Th- these kind of things happen. Like I don't know that uh, I'm not going to overreact to it. I, I will say make. Two points on it. One, when they were converting at a pretty high rate, Lamar Jackson was doing a significant chunk of that with his legs. We saw him, um, you know, get in the end zone running a number of times. Whether teams are expecting that more now, maybe they weren't expecting that as much early on or whatever, they've clamped down on that. You know, he's, he's taken some, some hits right mm-hmm. around the goal line and not quite made it. Um, but with that said, you know, last week, now, the drops were the issue, right? But people were like, why didn't you just run Gus four straight times from the, from mm-hmm. the you know, inside the five? You would have gotten the ends, and you run Gus straight ahead four straight times. Now, everybody, now the reaction on, on Twitter is like, why do you run the ball so much? Why don't you throw it down there? <laughs> yeah. th- you, you've, been throwing, you've been throwing so well. You've been carving them up through the air. Well, it's a little bit different in the red zone. I don't know if, you know, some of these people who, like, call themselves film, you know, mm-hmm. analysts, like, experts here realize that the field gets con- Dense in the red zone, it's a little harder to throw. So anyway, you know, everybody's twenty twenty hindsight, you know, has twenty twenty hindsight when it comes to play calling in the red zone all of a sudden. Yeah. But look, is it something they have to fix? A hundred percent. Yes. My second point was also that the Titans they're you know, they don't have a top five defense. They're not one of the best defenses in the league, except in the red zone where they came into this game ranked third in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a significant data point. Like that's something to take. Keep in mind when you're evaluating the red zone performance today for the Ravens. Yeah, I think that like I, I don't see a like a common trend over the course of the last two games. Like last week, it was the drops. Mm-hmm. This game, I would have liked to see him get a little bit more push, you know, up front on some of those plays where they try to run Gus down there near the mm-hmm. goal line. And I think that this offensive line is good and will. But I think this is a good, pretty good Texans defensive front. I mean, they're a physical football team. Jeffrey Simmons is a good defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned, that they're pretty solid. That they are very solid in the red zone, so I think that all of those factors contribute. I, I think the Ravens know that they need to be better down there, and I think they will. I mean, again, two weeks ago the conversation was how they're the best team in the NFL in the red zone, right. and that's one of the reasons they they've been so good offensively. Now, now Justin they're moving Tucker, the ball like now crazy, they're moving but... it, and Justin Tucker kicks six field goals, and it's like, well, what's up in the red zone? So I get it, but um, I, I like what I again like what I go back to with this game is like. They they didn't beat themselves. And like I liked the I liked the decision making. I liked um just I just liked 
I, I thought that like my my takeaway from this game is like it's a tough circumstance. You go on the road, not just the road, but you go across the country, you go play in London, you're coming off the Steelers game, like this was a tough week. Like basically twelve hours after getting home from that Steelers game, this team was back on a plane, yep. flying to London, trying to get caught up on sleep, practicing on a soccer field during the week. You know, Mm-hmm. away from their families, yeah. and then they play a tough physical game against the Titans. I mean, this is a physical game. Both these teams mm-hmm. came out of this feeling it. You could tell. I mean, yep. Ryan Tannehill left the game. They, they, like, Ravens had multiple Ravens guys. Ravens had multiple guys beat. get banged up. Like, it was a physical game. Yeah. And so, with all that, to get the win, I think it's just it's massive, and it says a lot about this team. Yeah, I think, I think it kind of, um, you know, it's like, as we said, it's hard to project too much in this league because it's such a week-to-week league. But one one constant that we've seen under John Harbaugh is this his team's ability to respond to losses. I'm, I don't have the stats in front of me, but the the record, the Ravens' record after a loss is something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, and this was another case in point, right? Well, during John Harbaugh's tenure, they they're the third best in the league after a loss. Yeah. In that, in there that you time go. frame. So. And, and so. Um, you know, I do want to dive in a little bit here. Let's start offensively. You know, we've talked about the red zone and stuff. I thought Lamar Jackson had a pretty efficient day. John Harbaugh describes it as courageous, one of the most courageous performances he's he's seen, he said. And, and certainly Lamar uh, made a number of plays in critical situations, you know, key runs, kind of weaving around defenders. I mean, ran for 62 yards, completed 21 of 30 passes for 223 touchdown and one interception, only took one sack. Mm-hmm. Pretty efficient day yeah. for Lamar. And, and those plays with his legs, as we mentioned, were really big plays. So I, I thought it was a strong, another strong performance by Lamar. Uh, his receivers, you know, I, I don't recall a drop in the game. Yeah, I don't either. Period. Yep. Which is, after what we went through the past week, awesome. Um, and, and really a good sign of, like, your ability to shake that off, that it's not going to become kind of a, a mental block. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah you I don't want it was that important to come out hot early yeah. and, and come out of the gates and make some of those catches and then it's like, all right, that Pittsburgh game is out of memory. That's that's over. Yeah. You know? Totally. To move on quickly. That was, I thought, impo- that was important. That was very important. And I, I liked it too. Like <clears throat> Zay Flowers, you're probably getting to Zay. Like Zay gets his first career yep. touchdown, which is great to see. But he was a guy who Just had some drops back. last week. Yep. And for a young player, you kind of wonder oh, how's that going to affect him week to week. I knew this week just watching him around the Ravens hotel, like. Just big smile as yeah. usual, like you know. He you never know confidence. until you know. Yeah. But like, nothing about his demeanor this week told me that he was like still rattled, and that was in his head. Yeah, nothing. I'm with you. I I, I agree. I, I felt he to me seemed like he was going to be just fine. Like yeah. I didn't worry about that at all. And then that was the case. You know, I think yep. he he played well, and he gets in the end zone. And uh, it was funny was after the cool. after the game. I asked Odell about it, and I was like, <laughs> what? And he's like, man, if the cameras were on me, you would have seen nothing but teeth. I was just smiling ear to ear because I was so happy for him. Like, and uh, and I think that was genuine. Like, I could I think that there was real excitement for him. I showed Zay the play. You yeah. know, he watched it on his uh, on my phone of him scoring for the first time. Oh, that's cool. A bunch of his teammates were reacting. Um, Lamar and Odell, and it was you could tell that there was like genuine excitement and love for him getting in the answer for the first time, and then being able to share that moment during the game, and then again after the game. Did you see the celebration? He did. He started handing flowers to his teammates. Well, and he said that. I think yeah. this week he, he said called, that he, I would have to do something flowers related with my last name, and then he did. It's like kind of like the flower girl at called, a wedding. He, he called a shot. He called a shot. He, he yeah. called a shot. Was, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. 
Um, maybe that, you think that becomes his thing. Like, is he sticking with that? Yeah, because some guys like you just mix it up, right? Or, but, or you just have a, you have a celebration. Right, that or, becomes like, a celebration. I feel like the big time guys like that's like their thing, right? right? I maybe, mean, maybe that's his thing. That's the follow. Did you ask him that? I'd, Were you a big J journalist? Did you ask him that? <laughs> you asked your questions. Here playing videos on your phone. Did you ask the relevant questions? Did you do your job? <laughs> the big questions. Uh, big is that, point. Is is that touchdown celebration here to stay? I, everybody's yeah. wondering. Yes. Everybody's wondering right yes. now. Yes, that was the natural question. Did you ask it? Big point. <laughs> I, I'm saving that one for you. I'm saving. <laughs> wow. You can ask him. I'm gonna ask be the big J journalist. It's here. gonna back here. It's gonna <laughs> back, here. back here. He's gonna have to do Mission Impossible. Jump us from us. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you know, one, uh, one play that, and, and I'm sure we'll look at this one on the, the film breakdown, but I thought the, the throw from Lamar down the scene to Mark Andrews, the 38 yarder in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. was just a big play. That was a, that was a game winning throw right there yeah. and uh throw and catch. And I, I just thought that was <clears throat> kind of to Harbaugh's point about courageousness. You know, that was, that was a big time, big time play. Oh, that was huge. Game. It was a strike. Yep. It was, it was. And yeah. so. And then it's like, we've said it a million times, but like, you know, big moment, who you need to step up. Hey, guess who? Mark Andrews. And like, there's all these other new weapons and excitement in the offense. But like, when you need a big play in that type of moment, Mark Andrews is still the guy um, in a lot of those situations. And it was good to see. So, all right, let's let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll flip over to the other side of the ball and discuss what's ahead for the Ravens. All right, listeners, the Sea Geek Studio here is on the road. It is currently in the back of the Ravens team <laughs> bus. It is one heck of a studio. It is one heck of a studio. The studio is on the move. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code FLOCK. You can get a new customer deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, that's at DraftKings Sportsbook. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, our next game coming up against the Detroit Lions is brought to you by CSX, and we want listeners to know that safety first is critical around train tracks. When you leave the game, please be aware of the railroad tracks south of the stadium. Don't cross the tracks when the train is approaching, and make sure you adhere to all crossing signals. So, you know, rolling it, or let's just, you know, go to the defensive side here. Um, I thought the defense really played great. Gave up a couple of long runs, you know, one to Tajay Spears late, one to Derrick Henry. Yep. But, like, overall they played – I thought they played really, really solidly. The only touchdown they gave up was on a short field. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't know. I thought – I just – well. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it, it was a strong defensive performance yeah, overall. Yeah, I thought this I defense mean, continue, continues to show me that they're one of the best in the league. For, absolutely. Absolutely agree. I mean, Derrick Henry had six runs for 13 yards in the first half. Uh-huh. Is that good? No, now it's the full, you gotta look at the full game, of course. Oh, as right, they always feel top like, the hundred yards. Yeah, um, but like, kind of, their emphasis, especially early on, was stop Derrick Henry near the line of scrimmage. Don't let him get going, and really, for the most part, they did that. Right? I mean, it's, it, 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 we have this conversation all the time. You can't just say, "Well, you elim- eliminate the one." Right? Yeah. That will be their charge. Right? Is like that's how you go from a very, very a very good defense to a great defense, right, is you can't have those ones, Mm -hmm. right, that at the end of the day we say, well, everything other than that one, everything is great, right? Mm -hmm. That's their next charge, right? And and that's good. You know, I think it can be good that you still have meat on the bone, like ways to improve, right? And that will be what I think Mike McDonald will probably stress this week is, like, we can't give up that one, right? And you take that away, though, Derrick Henry has – uh, rushes for 34 yards yeah. on the game. Yeah. Right? 
And uh, so I thought defensively, really, really strong performance. Great to see the pass rush get going. Six sacks in this game, two from Jadavion Clowney, two from Justin Matabike. Uh, the Ravens might end the week number one in the league in sacks, which for people like you, big <laughs> point, who were super concerned about the pass rush going into the year, like, <clears throat> it, I mean, it, it continues to be true. The concerns were pass rush, perhaps of the biggest concerns with the team heading into the year were pass rush and corner yeah because of all the injuries at corner yeah and, and pass rush and gosh they've both been strengths yeah right totally. and, and especially to see it really get cranked up especially late in this game was was pretty impressive yeah totally I thought and for Clowney a guy who's gotten so much he got insane pressure in this game yeah he like got pressures on like 50% of his rush it was insane why well, you know something I kind of forgot about with him is that he played for the Titans yeah like, I know just, yeah, like, for a team yeah yeah and and so when I did an interview with him after the game I just asked him kind of about the significance of the game, and he pointed that out pretty quickly. It's yeah. like, you know, it's a former team. It's good to go out there against a former team and have this kind of a day. And yep. so I think that that motivated him a little bit. I just thought that, you know, he's been close on so many yeah. previously. He even said he felt like there was a couple more that he could have had today, you know. But, he was close, but yeah. like, he was living in the backfield. And I asked him, like, so what is it about this team that's, like, allowing you to flourish the way? Like, he's been better than I expected. Like, I, oh, I yeah. thought that, mm-hmm. like – he came with a ton of talent, but like his the impact <coughs> he had, he's like had on two the sacks game, last year. Yeah, the impact that he's had on the game on a consistent level throughout the season has been really remarkable. Mm-hmm. And he pointed to Roquan and Patrick Queen and basically mm-hmm. said like those two guys they're the best duo in the league, and they set the tone, and everybody else kind of follows, and like they keep him really focused, dialed in at a high level. Do you and think so, we can get off the bus and get some of these Jamaican patties real quick? <laughs> we might be able I to. Mean, just <laughs> hop off. Hop on, hop off. Hop on, hop off. what I did on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I just think that, like, he um, – I- I- I've been really impressed with Clowney yeah. on, on and off the field. I-, I just like what I've seen from him. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it, I think John Harbaugh kind of uh, – I thought he said it well after the game, saying he's another one of those veterans who you didn't know you were a Raven until you are a Raven, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, you always had that hunch that, you know, the Ravens have kind of pursued him for a long time, seemingly been in the – at least in the conversation. Yeah. And um, I think it's also, you know, the Ravens have kind of unleashed him in a way. You know, he, he was pretty clear about, well, the Browns put, stuck me on one side, and, and they weren't really utilizing him in the way that he thought he could be. And Mike McDonald kind of – putting him in a lot of different ways to succeed. You know, you, you see Justin Matabike sometimes on the, on the edge and, and mm-hmm. Clowney rushing from the interior. It's just being creative about that usage, I think, is yep. helping him maximize the talent that he still has. Yeah, Mike McDonald has said, or everyone has said about Mike, <laughs> and I think he's done it since he's been in Baltimore. Like, he puts his players in position to succeed. He'll build it around the, the players and mm-hmm. be really creative about the, the how he uses them, and I think that's been what we've seen from him so far. Yeah. You know, a, a perfect example of that is how the Ravens have used Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. and they've been creative with that. And I think Clowney's another example. And in terms of Hamilton, yeah. you know, tough day for him. He got ejected. You know, definitely should have been flagged on that play. He delivered mm-hmm. a helmet to helmet hit on Chris Moore, which, you know, he left the game with a concussion. He explained, and, and John Harbaugh said they got no explanation on the field. Harbaugh said it sounded like it came from New York. That's yeah, exactly. um, that's term- what that indicates. Not a, the referees didn't have any explanation on the field, right? For Kyle Hamilton, for anybody, so yeah. that, it, that guy that guy seemingly phoned in. Yeah, um, you know, just I feel I felt for him. I think he was just. I, I think it really just 
personally bothered him. You know, yeah, he was he's, he's got not his family a, he's not, here. He's not a dirty player at all. He's not head hunting. Like you're in a tough situation. You you make a you make a decision in a you know bang bang moment. I think he was like running through the ball. You know, he was running through. He's a physical player. He's running through. Got receiver goes up, and you're just like kind of running through it. There wasn't to me, and why I was surprised by the ejection was it didn't seem like targeting to me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he changed his head position to meet. Chris yeah. Moore's head. Yeah. Right? He just was running a straight line and that's what happened that's what ended up happening. Right. That that was my analysis, yeah. right? And and we both know Kyle and there's like no part of him that's that kind of player. Yeah, I just felt for him. He said his you know, his family came over here, today's his brother's birthday. I think he was really hoping to have a big game and yeah. I just felt really bad for him. But yeah, so he leaves the game. Marcus Williams then leaves the game with a hamstring injury. Right. In steps Geno Stone. Well, he, that happened during Geno Stone's uh, return on his interception. Oh, that's sorry. That's what Marcus Williams yeah, yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Geno stepped in, made the interception for, for Kyle, and then, made the interception, and then on that play is when Marcus Williams goes down. So now you're forced to put um, Brandon Stevens back there. Yeah. She's been playing corner all season long during the regular season, at least. I mean, the guy's got a lot of experience previously at safety. But he's been playing corner and playing at a very high level. But, you know, you turn to me, you're like, who's going to be playing corner now? And I was like, uh, Yeah, I was dude. like, wait, I'm doing the math. Like, wait, the safeties are two, your two starting safeties are out. Daryl Worley's not on. Exactly. He, he's on IR. Or Darius Washington's on IR. Like, right. what, what's happening? Who's playing safety? Who's, yeah. And, and then, yeah, it was like, both of us were kind of like, oh, yeah, it's got to be Brandon Stevens. Right. And, um, gosh, his versatility just comes up clutch again. And, um, you know. I closed out the game that way, and, and luckily the Ravens' cornerback depth, you know, they've been sitting here, and now that Marlon's back, you have Darby and Rakusin, mm-hmm. who have been, you know, playing some snaps, but not as much, obviously, as they were previously. They can step in at corner. So the Ravens, the Ravens I think it speaks to, A, their defensive secondary's versatility, and B, just the depth of this roster. Yep. Right? Like, we talk about that all the time, is there's so much depth, and that's part of the reason why they had the preseason winning streak and all that stuff, and it's because, like, players like Geno Stone can just step in and get a game-changing pick, right? And Brandon Stevens, who nobody was really thinking was going to be a lockdown 100, play every single 100% of the snaps corner mm-hmm. to start the year, is that, yeah. right? And so um, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, John Harbaugh actually brought up the depth post game. Yeah. You know, basically gave a shout out to Eric DaCosta and the way that they've built this team and feel like the depth is really strong. And we saw that today. Yep. So I, I think, you know, special teams got the big return from Devin Duvernay. Mm-hmm. Duvernay uh, had a blocked extra, extra point, point yeah. uh, which wasn't great. And kind of a mixed bag there. But the big return from Duvernay was huge. Got recovered a fumble yeah. on, on the punt. That looked like a classic old example of the, you know, you're like a foot from him, which it doesn't yeah. seem to work. But so, I think it was, I think it was Kevon. It, it was, I think it was Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell got down there. Well, he gave him the shout. He, he was I don't the know. If he, I don't know if he shouted at no, him. No, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting oh, to. Oh yeah, it yeah. Looked like the old. <laughs> yeah, know, like the last second. Maybe he did. Um, <laughs> kind of got him. Yeah. Um, so whoever, whoever that was, whoever uh, gave well him the done. shout. Well done, Delshawn Phillips. Got yeah. Give him a shout for the shout. <laughs> exactly. Well done. Um, Delshawn Phillips got the recovery. So, uh, you know, I thought that was that was a big play. Right? Yeah. At, this, at the end of the first half, it's, oh. you're kind of in the brink of field goal range. Harbs decides, you know what, we're we're winning here. Defense is playing lights out. We're gonna punt this thing, and kind of whatever. Make sure that you know you don't miss a field goal and they have a short field to come back. Yeah, right you just get a cheap right? get a cheap three at the end of half. Exactly. Get a nice way to go into halftime. That was a big three. Yeah. Right. In in the grand scheme of things, so that that was pretty big 
nice to see the ball bounce the Ravens' way. Yeah, it's like, okay. yeah I feel like the, uh, so many of those plays, you see it pop out, and then like there's just another guy who happens to be standing there and j- falls on it. You're right. like, come on. Yep. This was this was nice. So kind of kind of wrapping up here, Garrett. What did you think of the environment? It was awesome. I, just to say, usually press boxes are behind glass. Yeah. You know, and so you don't. Ours at is. Yeah, most of them are. And so you the don't necessarily. Yeah, you don't get it necessarily a feel for like the crowd. This was actually outside. It was a beautiful day. It was a little chilly, but it was it sunny. Was it, was, it was it was nice. I thought it was really nice. And so it was really nice. It was. Um, I thought the atmosphere was great. I think that like. I had a fan um, offer me a beer. Did you see that happen? Did you take him up on it? Talk to, I, did, I did not. I declined. <laughs> I, declined. I was a big J journalist. Uh-huh. Uh, but pretty cool. Yeah. No, it was – you were, like, interacting with fans. I thought the, the atmosphere was great. They would play songs like Sweet Caroline, and everybody would sing along, which was yeah. really cool. I almost caught a T-shirt from the T-shirt cannon. Yeah, it just was awesome. Like, at, at kickoff, there was not an empty seat in the house. Yeah. So it was – I thought it was I thought it was great, and um, it's good to be uh, getting off this bus, flying back to Baltimore with a win. Yeah, absolutely. The Ravens – no, no, no rest for the weary here. Uh, we're going to play the Detroit Lions. The Ravens did not opted not to take a bye. Yep. Uh, after after this win, so right back to it against a good Lions team. So, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and we'll be back with you for a film breakdown later this week. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.